You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily fantasy football podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. If you come to the site now, you get all you need to know for the championship games this weekend in the AFC and the NFC, both on Sunday. So we've got uh, the Chiefs hosting the Titans there early at 3.05, and the 49ers host the Packers at 6.40 because these games are the penultimate games here in the 2019-20 NFL season. It doesn't get bigger than this except for Super Bowl 54. The winners of these games will advance there. We're going to devote a show entirely to each game. That's right. Give you the complete breakdown from the gambling perspective, fantasy football. We'll uh, first talk about if you're going showdown here with the Titans Chiefs, if you're just playing that one game. And then we'll come back tomorrow, look at... uh, showdown for Packers 49ers and give you the lineups if you're uh, going all in on both games there and playing that full Sunday slate. So a lot of uh, ways to play this weekend, and uh, this is uh, your second to last chance. Uh, We have Super Bowl 54. That's it there for fantasy football. So all kinds of good stuff, uh, every angle of these games covered. So let's dive right into the Titans at the Chiefs. Again, 3.05 p.m. Eastern Time on CBS. You have the Chiefs as seven and a half point home favorites, second straight home AFC championship game for them. It's a 53 over under, so pretty high total there, higher than any game that we had last week. The Titans uh, doing some damage, destroying the Patriots and the Ravens. The Chiefs are coming off a big comeback win, putting up 51 points by themselves against the Texans, so Points could definitely be at a premium. Right now you have to lean toward the over with these two teams. Um, Just the explosiveness and the big playability of some of the people on there. Uh, And right now I think it could be a close game. The Titans like to keep things close. And uh, they definitely have the effective players to do so. This game led by Derrick Henry. So let's start with when the Titans have the ball. Derrick Henry is obviously going to be the centerpiece of what they want to do. Here and uh, they're going to run, run, run as much as they can. But the way they run is a little different. They use the pass there with the threat of the run in the first half to uh, set up the downfield play action passing game. And then they kind of give the Henry kind of increased exponential carries there in the second half once they've uh, got you on the field, have a lead, and can wear you down. So they say you pass to score and you run to win. That's quite what the Titans do in most of these games, but they also run to score oftentimes as well. But that's kind of their mentality is get aggressive early in the passing game, get some big plays there, grab a lead, and then you can turn it over to your running game downhill with uh, Derrick Henry and uh, put away the game. So let's uh, look at what Derrick Henry sets up here. I mean, the Chiefs' run defense is actually worse coming in than either the Patriots or the Ravens' unit was. So the Titans should be very confident. The, those teams that knew he was coming and were planning for him could not stop him. So they should feel confident that the Chiefs won't either. The Chiefs did not stop him in the first meeting as he 
rumbled for 188 yards. Uh, that's now a typical game for Derrick Henry. He has 377 yards over the first two games. So it's all start to, starting with him. They haven't incorporated other things, however, with their backs. Uh, Deion Lewis nowhere to be found. They're not throwing to Derrick Henry, just occasionally here. We know he can be capable in that capacity and uh, make some big plays, and the Chiefs have had some problems there covering backs as well. So that's something to watch. Uh, Carlos Hyde had a pretty good game, and that was just limited Texans running attack that also fell behind and uh, didn't uh, really stick with it. So when you think of all those things, it's imperative for the Titans to keep things close, and that means trying to be aggressive scoring early. That way they're at least in the game and not uh, trailing. Once they're trailing, it's over for the Titans. I mean, you look at one of their recent losses, it was to the Panthers, and the Panthers kind of jumped on them a little bit, forced uh, Tannehill to uh, play from behind, make some mistakes, and that kind of kept Henry in a check there in the second half. Instead of closing out the game, they are using Henry to try to get into it with the Panthers. So that's what the Chiefs have to look at as a blueprint here to uh, kind of uh, contain Henry, because I don't think that's going to happen naturally here. And they want to put a whole bunch of other guys in position and sacrifice their strength against the passing game that they have with their cornerback play safety with Tyron Matthew. This team has been very good on the back end, much improved from last year. The Chiefs will be there up front without Chris Jones, most likely, for a second straight game. We'll see if he can return, but I would doubt it right now with a calf injury. He's the real injury of note. Everyone else is okay and healthy to go here for the most part, being careful with uh, other players offensively and defensively. But Jones not being out there is a big loss, so you figure the Titans are going to look at this and you're going to attack them with the running game. Now, what the Titans did effectively against the Ravens last week is they avoided the strength in the secondary. Keep in mind they had Marlon Humphrey, who said the Ravens choked away that game against the Titans, Marcus Peters, Jimmy Smith, Brandon Carr, Earl Thomas. This is a pretty loaded secondary that the Ravens had, but what the Titans did was dictate the matchups a little bit. Didn't uh, go for the obvious receivers. Got that big touchdown from Khalif Raymond. Had the little wrinkle where Derrick Henry threw the jump pass touchdown to uh, Corey Davis there that really changed the game and uh, kind of put it away for the Titans. So all that uh, being considered here that A.J. Brown has been very quiet. This is a game that they could get him going again, but I think they just are going away from the obvious uh, containment problems that they could run into, and that's why you haven't seen the rookie be more active. Raymond is a bit more of a wild card. One thing we're going to keep in mind here is Adam Humphreys, he hasn't played for a long time with an ankle injury, limited in practice here on Wednesday. So there's a chance that Adam Humphreys could return. Humphreys was a key part here for Tannehill early. He's that slot guy that uh, really uh, is underrated. He was pretty good for the Bucks and James Winston. So that could be a changer here because this gives them a legitimate slot concern that they have to worry about where they didn't have that. They were using the multiple tight ends there in Tennessee. So when you look at the, this part, uh, Humphreys, again, the – Chiefs have been pretty decent, again, in coverage all over the field. They did struggle with the third receiver last week, letting him free there in uh, Kenny Stills. So if Humphreys is out there, we'll see how he works in with uh, 
Brown and Davis, but that gives another option. They can do different personnel looks now. They can go 11 a little bit more with Humphreys there in the slot, maybe spread the field with four and get Raymond into a good matchup. But they're going to do things to get out of the tough matchups against the Chiefs secondary. So that would be including spreading the field there at times with the four wide receivers if Humphreys can be in the mix. And they use him inside and maybe move around Corey Davis a bit and Brown as well. Use his quickness inside, playing off Humphreys. So a lot of things they can do. They can also mix it up and go two tight ends. Use a lot of uh, Joni Smith and Anthony Ferkser in the game to uh, kind of play off each other and create some mismatches there. Go after the Chiefs' weakness, which is more in linebacker coverage than it is with their secondary with uh, Matthew there roaming in the middle of the field as well. So these are things the the Titans are going to examine. They're going to put Tannehill in the best position to produce here. So I think you can see them being aggressive, doing a few wrinkle formations. Again, I see a mix of 11 and two tight ends here. Uh, open things up a little bit for Derrick Henry to uh, creating some uh, mismatches there where the Chiefs have to keep in some uh, secondary players there and not the big guys there to sell out to stop Henry. So that's how they kind of can counteract that in this game. And again, Raymond is going to be the guy that they're going to look for for the home run ball, especially if uh, Brown gets all the attention. And uh, Davis, again, they'll use him more just as a red zone threat. He's been rather quiet as well. So Humphreys, we know in the past, he had the game-winning touchdown, by the way, against the Chiefs in the first meeting there in November, that he's someone that... uh, He's going to be on the radar and could be a difference maker this week for this offense that uh, has been getting the job done with other people with Ryan Tannehill. And the volume hasn't been high. I expect the volume to change here. And Tannehill has been under 100 because uh, the Patriots was just a tough defensive battle attrition. Last week, the uh, Titans got way ahead on the Ravens and didn't really need to throw there either. So all kinds of things there. So Henry, of course, is going to be the hammer and is going to get his 25 touches if they're somewhat reasonably close in the game or a little bit behind, he's still going to get those touches. That's their M.O. here. But if you look at Humphreys coming in, I think he could be busy here and uh, try to hit that home run ball to either Raymond or Brown in this game a little bit more aggressively if uh, Humphreys is there to do it, draw some attention downfield. Now, tight end, you have uh, Ferkser and Smith. I think pretty much you can trust Smith if you're going to go with anyone there. Ferkser can also score touchdowns. We know that. We've seen it, but Smith is the guy that uh, makes the tough catches. We saw him uh, land there, uh, slide, and make that touchdown catch against the Ravens last week. So, again, Smith be used well, but Ferkser can also be out there to uh, set up Smith and these wideouts to be a little bit more effective. Now, Ryan Tannehill, overall, I think the weaponry is good. He can produce. With Patrick Mahomes on the other side, he should have some Pretty high volume. He should also be running quite a bit as well. Deshaun Watson had a good game taking off when things broke down last week against the Chiefs. He's trailing. That's what's going to happen. He, he might do that a little bit more than check down in those situations because, again, Henry and the Chiefs linebacker court, that's a good situation all around, running or receiving. But Tannehill sometimes taking off, uh, doing things that way can be his version of the check down, much like for Watson. So, Centennial, again, he's produced with the low volume with the multiple touchdowns and different ways to run the ball and do that. But 
this week I think the volume will be higher in the passing game. So you may not get as many touchdowns, but certainly he's going to have to throw, and uh, the Titans are going to get ahead of that throw a little early instead of trying to pick keep away or ball control. That's not how you're going to get done. You have to outscore the Chiefs, and I think they'll be a little bit more aggressive in the passing game, especially if the reliable Humphreys is in the mix there for him. So there you have a breakdown of when the Titans have the ball here in the game. We'll do the Chiefs uh, next in our segment, and uh, we will also get to our DraftKings showdown lineup for this game, putting it all together with our analysis and seeing the price values and that. Uh, and that's what I'm here to tell you about. That Can you believe it's conference championship week? Time's up for two of the teams playing this weekend, but you still have time to feed your fantasy fix with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy football. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, throw, and catch mean more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Just draft your lineup, stand or the salary cap, and see how our team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game, quite like having a free shot at over $750,000 with their first deposit. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. That's some extra cash to play with throughout the playoffs. Download the DraftKings app now and use the promo code LOCKEDON. For a limited time, both new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500 on your next deposit. New users, be sure to enter the code LOCKEDON during sign-up, and you'll also get a free shot at over $750,000 with your first deposit. That's code LOCKEDON, and you can get it a deposit bonus, again, up to $500 only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25 times playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Again, DraftKings uh, online or DraftKings app. Enter that promo code locked on to get that great deal and get in on the action here during the conference championship games. We'll be right back here to break down when the Chiefs have the ball in the AFC Championship game against the Titans. All right, uh, we talked about the Titans in depth there and what their game plan might be. Aggressive with the passing game early. A lot of uh, running for Derrick Henry. So similar to their MO in the past. Now, how the Chiefs kind of uh, approach this game is what we're looking at next. Now, Patrick Mahomes, he had a massive game. 446 yards and three TDs against the Titans on November 10th when they met there in Nashville. That was his first game back from knee injury. The notable thing is that he did not run at all in that game. So keep that in mind, that that was not a factor. He was kind of being protective himself, just had the dislocated kneecap issue that he was dealing with. So he was gingerly getting back to uh, being as athletic as he can be, but he did some good running last week. So that certainly has a lot of appeal with Mahomes. And this is kind of where you attack the Titans. Now, looking at their run defense, it's pretty good. I mean, they got Jarrell Casey up front who kind of keeps things together with the front seven. They've got some good tacklers there inside and outside. So this is a team, though, that can be vulnerable in different situations against the run. I think if you open it up in the passing game, that can hurt the Titans as you kind of soften them up a little bit. Last week, they simply could not stop Lamar Jackson taking off running. So there will be some opportunities there for Mahomes when things break down, when he's buying time to run for a little bit more this week. And, you know, We know he's not a runner by nature, but he's going to take what's there and uh, deliver, and that's what he did last week. Timely big plays there to set up the passing game and running game to uh, score points there for the Chiefs. So 
That's certainly going to help that mobility also in the pocket, buying time, extending plays. When you look at it, uh, that's not good necessarily for Titans. Logan Ryan is their best corner, but he moves into the slot, and that's where he's been his best, whether you look at his Patriots career or Titans career. Over the years in coverage, he's just good in tighter windows. He's not a guy that goes downfield, but he's still their best corner and competitive downfield. They don't have Malcolm Butler, the former Patriot. He was put on IR a long time ago. Adore Jackson, however, has returned there, the second corner. He has a lot of speed, but it's one of those guys, boom or bust. If uh, he uh, gets burned a little bit downfield, he's in trouble. Tyreek Hill destroyed this team last time they played, so... Adore is part of the problem. I think having uh, Logan Ryan there in the slot is one thing. They'll probably not keep Hill in the, that action as much. So I don't think you want a Hill-Ryan matchup in the slot. If you're the Chiefs, you want more Hill and Jackson trying to use his speed on speed on the outside where uh, Hill can burn Jackson a little bit more consistently. So they moved him around well, gave him 19 targets, had uh, 10 catches in the first meeting. So... There was a lot to like about uh, Tyree Kill in this matchup. And he was quiet last week. Part of it was uh, kind of mental that he had the muff punt when put back there when uh, he usually doesn't do that. Then he took the n- nasty hit by Justin Reed. So I think they'll have him better at full speed in a bigger part of the game plan. Last week was clearly a Kelsey game. And the Titans have really struggled in that area as well, covering the tight end. They did give up a score to Kelsey in the first matchup, 75 yards. So he's coming off his three-touchdown game. All those scores came in the second quarter against the Texans. So he's red hot. No issues there with that uh, knee injury. They're just being careful with him in practice. He's been limited early in the week. But there's no concern there. He's going to be open and be involved. But this is one of the worst defenses against a tight end. It's kind of surprising given that you have uh, Kevin Byard and some of the people they have at safety and linebacker with uh, good coverage skills that – that happens, but I think it's just the nature and design of their defense that lets things become available in the middle of the field. So good stuff there that the Chiefs can exploit. Now, we've seen with Sammy Watkins, he had two big catches last week, but that was about it. He disappeared. He had Demarcus Robinson struggling to hold on to the ball. Miko Hardman did score on a long play last time against the Titans, so he's a guy to watch out in speed and speed and speed and more speed here. So this is more vertical type game versus the middle of the field, Kelsey, quickness, athleticism there. This is pure off the top, going downfield, Tyree Kill and Mikkel Hardman, and that's what the Titans struggle with a lot. Keep in mind, they had problems with Marquise Brown and that speed. Last week, the Patriots simply didn't have a player like that, and that really hurt them in the game against the uh, Titans. No one to stretch the field and work it down there. And we know that the Titans a lot more vulnerable on the outside. They really did a job to contain the Ravens on the inside and throw to those receivers. But when they went outside and took their shots, uh, they had a little bit of success with uh, Brown in there. So yeah, that bodes well for Hill. Again, more on the outside. Watkins maybe making a play if he gets a good matchup on the outside, but I can't trust him as much. I think I like Hardman just because he's that just pure flashing speed guy where Watkins looks slower to me than anticipated. And that's been the issue all season long where he's just been just a guy with uh, Robinson versus Hardman when he does and gets his uh, limited touches there. He seems to have a bigger impact immediately than Watkins. So that's how I'm going. If I want someone alternative to Hill as much speed as possible on the field, just getting 
in position to stretch the field. That's what's going to help Patrick Mahomes against his secondary and get the job done. Again, the athleticism, extending the play is also going to make it tough because Jackson, Adore, I can't uh, kind of uh, cover for that long. So keep in mind. Now, do you really trust the Chiefs running game? Well, the Chiefs didn't do much on the ground last week, but that didn't matter for Damian Williams. He scored two short rushing touchdowns and a nice little receiving touchdown, kind of like a little cannon shot that uh, Patrick Mahomes threw to him. So the clear thing is that he's the main man here. Sean McCoy, nowhere to be found. McCoy, by the way, dealing with an illness here early in the week. He's going to play, but he could be just playing in a very limited role, if any role, there behind Damian Williams. Williams is really taken over, felt the groove in the offense, looks completely healthy, hasn't appeared in the injury report for quite some time, and kind of going back to where he was last year when they needed him to replace Kareem Hunt. So when you look at that, the Titans are not bad. They're in run defense, but they can't struggle at times in covering backs as well because they're designed more to uh, kind of get up and stop the run straight up versus uh, trying to get guys in the open field. And that's what they're going to do with Damian Williams. The Chiefs are, so I think you can have a big game here again if he gets the same involvement in the passing game that's for sure and uh, of course he's going to be their biggest scoring threat in the red zone when they're not looking to a uh, kelsey and uh hill in uh, shorter situations uh they typically go to williams here to finish uh, either as a runner or receiver so he's well positioned here because he's they'll use him get him to the outside won't slam him up the middle and the chiefs are now healthier up the middle with their uh, offensive line they're uh, fully ready to go there and control that part with their interior blocking. So that's also voting well for Williams. Now, Kelsey, again, Kelsey can have another solid game. Don't get me wrong. I mean, But if uh, they're going to try to contain someone, I think it would be him based on the three touchdowns, the domination last week. So, again, that's more good news for Hill and Hardman. But that doesn't make you shy away from Kelsey. I just think uh, by... N- natural regression i don't think he's going to be anywhere near the explosive dominant uncoverable force he was last week they do have some capable bodies there even though they give up some numbers there to that position so that's what i see it just may be more of a receiver game here Uh, that's all signs point to that perimeter and speed versus interior and quickness here for how the, the chiefs can attack in the passing game and when you look at Patrick Mahomes, I mean, this is just going to be another great situation for him. He really hasn't had a bad playoff game so far. He didn't have a touchdown against the Colts in the divisional playoffs last year, but they ran and did their damage there, and Williams in position to do that again. So the principles for the Chiefs all looking good. I just think the one difference is a little bit more Hill, a little less Kelsey this week. So there you have a look at those two games uh both sides of this game i should say so we know what the chiefs and titans are going to do there so we'll put it all together in a DraftKings lineup for you in our next segment but first i gotta tell you make sure you're checking out all the great uh podcasts on the locked on nfl network team by team podcast all around uh, carrying you through the playoffs and the offseason we've got the rams Bengals, chargers bills lions 49ers, Cardinals, Raiders, and Bears, just to name a few of our biggest shows here on the network. Whatever your team is, we've got you covered. 
in-season, off-season, playoffs, uh, draft, free agency, all that good stuff coming. So check us out there, please, and listen. We'll be right back here to uh, finalize things with our DraftKings Showdown lineup for this matchup between the Chiefs and Titans in the AFC Championship game. All right, so let's uh, continue here to uh, close the show and uh, figure out how we want to construct this lineup. Now, the obvious two guys that are going to stand out and be the most expensive are Patrick Mahomes. He's 19800 on DraftKings for this showdown slate. Derrick Henry is 18000 So those are obviously the guys where you would start. Now, it's hard to, of course, afford both, and you can't really captain one and have the other. So we're going to see how we can do this successfully here in this game. So we mentioned if we want to try to load up people, there's only one way to kind of do this is we have to go a little bit outside the box here with uh, how we want to do our captain. And I think the Chiefs defense is going to play it very well. So... I think they'll get some turnovers here. They might give up some yardage there to Tannehill, but I think they're going to make some big plays. They're going to be inspired. The trip to the Super Bowl is on the line. They missed out on their chance last year. It's a much improved unit. So some sacks are going to be in the offing as well as maybe some picks here. Chiefs have plenty of guys who can disrupt up front without Jones with Frank Clark and uh, Tyron Matthew roaming around. So, we're going to just uh, see what happens here if we make the Chiefs our captain at 6,300. It's going to give us a lot more flexibility there with other things that we can look at. So let's uh, let's start and say we want Mahomes in our lineup for sure. And based on what I've said about where we're going in the passing game, we want to attach him to Tyree Kill. So when we captain the Chiefs, they're at 6,300. Mahomes goes to 13,200. Tyreek Hill at 10,200. So so there's chief side of things there, the key principles there. Now, how do you get the rest of this? You have $20,300 left. So I think you go ahead and put Derrick Henry there. I don't think you can really just avoid Derrick Henry. The matchup is too good. He's going to be productive. Same thing with Mahomes on the other side. You're guaranteed the production there from these two players, and you just can't miss it at all. So based on what else I said, I think the biggest dart throw for, to make a big play in the past game would be Miko Hardman at 3,800. So you put him in there and now all of a sudden you have a shot here at fooling out one more very productive player. So again, the Mahomes Hill Hardman, I think these are the big play guys. So now if you put in those guys in, you're left with 4,500. Now Jonas Smith is a pretty good value there. He's the guy that's available. He did score last week. He is a guy that uh, the Chiefs can have trouble covering, and he should be out in the field quite a bit. So look at him. We have just enough money to afford Jonu Smith there to mix things up. Now, you could also look if you wanted to go another direction, and this is something you can consider. If there's the chance that... uh, Adam Humphreys plays. Now, this can be a little bit different here. So if you put in Adam Humphreys there in the slot versus vesting in Jonu Smith and he's active, you know Humphreys is going to be involved. He did score and have a good game against the Chiefs last time. So when you think of that, I mean, at Kansas City, he had only 
the one catch for 23, but that would have already returned to his value there because he had 9.3 points. And if you think about it there, if he gets 9.3 at $800, you've gone insanely bonkers with your return there for Adam Humphreys. So anything resembling that game, maybe even a PPR game where he goes four for 40, something like that, I think you'll still get your return from Humphreys. So, so if we see that Humphreys is not playing, then we go with that Jonu Smith plan here to round up the rest of our lineup. So for Chiefs, Mahomes, Hill, Henry Hardman, and Jonu Smith. But let's see now what we can do if we put Humphreys in there. And we'll go start with him because he's the super bargain guy there that hopefully you get the return. So you put in Humphreys at 800. And now we go back to our captaincy. And how else can you go other than, I think, Patrick Mahomes in this one? You could go Henry, but you go Patrick Mahomes there as your captain. You go Derrick Henry. You put in Tyree Kill. You put in uh, Miko Hardman at those same prices. And then, all of a sudden, you're left with 3400 Now you have to decide where you're going there. The Chiefs' defense becomes a little too expensive. So what we have to maybe do is mix it up. And now we'll make the captain, Tyreek Hill, and see what that does for us here at 15300 Now we go to Mahomes in our flex, and that now leaves us with 4900 $4, So that allows us to afford the Chiefs here if we want to go in that direction. Now, one more way we can look at it, let's put Derrick Henry in the captaincy there at 1800 kind of do a implied combination here with that. So now you go there as the captain. You put in what you get with Hill and Mahomes. And now you have the $4,000 left. Now you're a little too cheap there to afford the chief. So now that still doesn't allow us to do that. So let's go back and go what we did. Put Hill in the captain spot to have another big game against the Titans. Derek Henry goes there. You have that 4,900. You leave some on the table. So you come down to decision between Jonu Smith and the Chiefs there. And I think the call would be going with the Chiefs D. Now, if you don't want to go Hardman and you rather go with someone safe you could go 4500 and then put in uh, instead Harrison Butker there with the Chiefs D so there's a different possibilities to go there but the key guys I want are Patrick Mahomes Tyreek Hill and Derrick Henry and uh, work around those guys this week but uh, it's too hard not to go with those players in this game the Titans I want limited exposure as much as possible I think another way you could go is kind of go Chiefs running game more with Damian Williams and the Titans passing game with Ryan Tannehill and his receivers. Uh, but again, this game screams with 7.5 favoritism to the Chiefs. I like uh, the Titans to cover, but I think the t Chiefs will comfortably win by a touchdown here. They will do the more scoring, so you want more investments in them, and Mahomes is a must-have. Mahomes and Henry's are almost must-have. Everything else you kind of have to fill out and get your values here, but that's how we're going for it here on this show.
We'll be back tomorrow on Matchup Friday to break down the Packers and 49ers NFC Championship game, looking in-depth on both sides there, giving you the showdown slate for that game, and also looking at, uh, if you're playing the whole Sunday slate, to two games, uh, how to kind of cross over and get the values there over both games. So we'll do that. Good stuff coming tomorrow. Great stuff today. Thanks so much for listening. It's been Locked on Fantasy Football. Vinny Iyer, we'll see you next time.